0: Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express News Show. In this episode, we will talk about the District Development Council elections that took place in Jammu and Kashmir over the past few weeks. We will talk about the results, what they mean for the people in the region and what they signal about the future of politics in JNK. Now, these elections was the first electoral exercise to take place in the region after its special status was scrapped on August 5th, 2019, and the state was downgraded to a union territory. The polls were also significant because politics in the region has largely remained inactive, plus the region has been under the governor's rule since 2018. And before we talk about the results themselves, let us first talk about what exactly were the DDC polls about. And they were about, well, the DDCs, or District Development Councils. The District Development Councils are a completely new tier of governance in JNK and are a shift from how things used to work in a three-layer democratic process. When we spoke to Muzammal Jalil, Indian Express's deputy editor and who has been covering JNK for the past 25 years,
1: he explained how the older system worked. You had, you know, panchayat level elections, which were direct elections, and then you have, you know, block, and then you have district. Those were the three levels. So what would happen is that there would be vote at one level, at the lowest level, which would be direct vote, and then those people who were elected during that direct vote would choose the in you know, upper two layers panchayats vote for the block development
0: councils and the block development councils vote for the district but this new tier that is the ddcs has been introduced above the block development council and instead of the block representatives electing the ddc representatives they are
1: instead being picked through direct elections what they have done is that in a way they have delinked the grassroots process because they have direct elections in the DDC. And this is happening first time. It has not happened anywhere in the country. It is happening first time in JNK. Muzammil says that in that sense, this is a completely new political experiment. Because there is a break now. They used to be these three layers were connected at the grassroots. But now you have DDC elections, which have also happened through a direct vote. So this election will not have much to do with the two layers which are down, you know, below. So we do not know what will happen. You know, how will it, you know, roll
0: out? The other thing to consider is that right now the region does not have a functioning assembly and elected legislatures. And Musamil says that people are apprehensive that the DDCs are coming as a replacement to the assembly.
1: And in a state or in a UT where you will have an assembly. And then you will have these elections also, you will have DDCs also, which are also elected. So these will be some sort of two power centers. How will that be managed? I do not know, you know, because this, as I said earlier also, this is happening for the first time.
0: Muzammil also points out that these elections are not like other state elections, and so have to be looked at from a different paradigm. And to understand what that means, let's look at how this new system works. Jammu and Kashmir now has a total of 20 DDCs, one for each district. The Kashmir division has 10 and so does the Jammu division and each DDC will have 14 representatives each. 20-14 gives 280, so that's the total DDC representatives and the total number of seats in the elections. And to win a clear majority
1: in a DDC, a party requires 8 seats. So you may have in a district, you may have 14 in one district, you will have 14 seats, all the 14 seats, and you may have six in another district. So you will only win one. In this election, every district is fought separately. So you may have same parties, you may have same groups fighting everywhere, but the results of each district will determine who will form that
0: district development council. It is not like if one party wins more than half of the 280 seats, then they get to win all the DDCs, like what would happen in an assembly election. Here, that party would still only win specific DDCs. So in that sense, Mozamil says, you can look at each DDC as a mini assembly election. Now, these DDC elections were held over eight phases, and there was considerable uncertainty before they took place. Naveed Iqbal, who reports on JNK for the paper, spoke to us about what things were like leading up to the elections.
2: So, the elections were uh, announced uh, rather suddenly, and on October 16th, the notification came out, and then swiftly after that, delimitation was conducted in two days, uh, more or less.
0: Delimitation here means fixing the limits or the boundaries of the 14 DDCs.
2: And then, these 14 territorial constituencies were carved out in each district. Initially, politically, there was a bit of apprehension. We weren't sure whether the mainstream would uh, choose to contest these elections. They were still coming together. The Gupkar Alliance was still coming together.
0: Gupkar Alliance, meaning the People's Alliance for Gupkar Declaration or PAGD, which is an alliance of all the mainstream parties in JNK. Navid says that it wasn't sure whether they would contest or not. Moreover, BJP had been hoping that they wouldn't so that they could win the majority of the seats.
2: After that, there was also some apprehension with regard to the security situation since these elections were a bit rushed. Whether these candidates would have enough security, would so many candidates be accommodated, how will how will all of that? Logistics of the election were a big question. But uh, the administration said it was confident, and they went ahead with polls on November 28th.
0: Now, talking about the results, it is clear that PAGD, which is the alliance of five local mainstream parties... They have won 6 DDCs, and they are all in the Kashmir Division, which is Muslim-dominated. On the other hand, BJP, which was in direct opposition to the PAGD, won 5 DDCs, all in the Jammu Division, which is Hindu-dominated. These results, though, Navid says, aren't unexpected. Though what was unexpected, she says, was the voter turnout.
2: So, uh, voter turnout uh, generally remains lower in the valley and higher in the 10 districts of Jammu, which is how it's been here all, uh, in this time around. also. in all the phases, Jammu has uh, pulled up the voting percentage significantly. Where Kashmir had like 30 or 40 percent or 20-25 percent voting in most phases, Jammu always remained above 60, irrespective of the number of constituencies going to polls. So, uh, they have propelled the voting percentage and the signing percentage is around 51%. But Vali's overall percentage is still 34, 34. 34.41. But these are still significant numbers given that this was the first electoral exercise post the abrogation of Article 370 last year. Nobody was sure how the people, whether they would turn out, how they would vote. In all honesty, before the elections, uh, uh, PAGD wasn't expecting people to come out and vote as much.
0: Apart from the BJP and PAGD, the Congress too was contesting these elections.
2: So before the election, there was a lot of confusion about whether they are part of the alliance, whether they're not. They're signatories to the Gupkar Declaration of August 4th, 2018. But in the subsequent alliance, they never really, you know, were in or out. What they did, though, was an intelligent uh, seat-sharing arrangement with the PAGD. In the valley, where they knew that regional parties have a stronger hold, the, you know, the regional parties NC, pdp PC, and they've won those seats. But in Jammu, where they realize they have a larger presence and could perhaps counter BJP as a national party, they've won seats in Jammu significantly. So they have about, uh, out of the 118 seats that they contested, they've won 26. So they'll be a factor in deciding the DDC council of Jammu.
0: Congress still has not categorically said if it would support the PAGD. But the post-poll arithmetic suggests that the PAGD, along with the Congress, can take 12 DDCs out of 20. Navid says there were also a number of independent candidates in the elections.
2: Out of about 2100 candidates, 1000 were independent. So about 50 of them have won and they've become a significant block. So in councils where you know there isn't any clear majority independence will be the biggest factor of who gets to become the chairperson in that council and who basically sort of runs this mini-government, this third tier of government. So they are going to be a, a, an important block to look forward to, which way they may?
0: When talking about the results of the elections, one thing that is being talked about a lot is that the BJP has won the highest number of seats than any individual party, 75 out of 280. and so it has emerged as the single largest party. But there's a reason for that.
2: Why that rings true is that because they ran the highest number of seats of any single party in JNK. BJP contested 183 seats, largely mostly in Jammu, about 80 in Kashmir. 140 seats in each division of JNK. They contested about 183 of those. NC contested 132, of which they've won about 67. And PDP contested 63 and then they won some 27 of those. So BJP is uh, the single largest party, but that is by virtue of the fact that they've contested the more seats.
0: And this is also only true if one were to consider individual parties like the National Conference, People's Democratic Party or the People's Conference. But Muzammil points out that all these parties were in an alliance and therefore
1: should be looked at together as the PAGD. It was a pre poll alliance. They were contesting together on all 280 seats. BJP was contesting know, itself. So to say that they are the single largest party is not correct. PAGD is the largest single party. It may be an alliance, but they were actually in this election together.
0: And the other reason why a single largest party doesn't matter is because of what he had explained earlier that you have to look at each of the 20 DDCs as a mini-assembly election, individually, because he says they have
1: nothing to do with each other. There is no body. They don't have to come together and elect a body which will be above them. It is only up to there. Each district will be headed in these districts. Each district will have a DDC which will be headed by a chairperson who will be elected by those 14 elected people, the majority among the 14, which is like, Eight people. Any party who has eight people will elect their man as the chairperson. So to say that any party, one party has won 70 seats across all these 20 DDCs means nothing. You could have won all the 14 seats in a district and won that district, and you could have had six in another district and lost that. Any party which has eight members in a district can form that DDC. So it is wrong to look at it through this whole paradigm of assembly elections or even parliament.
0: When talking about the elections, Muzammil says that they were aimed at achieving two key goals. One of them, he says, was to normalize the scrapping of JNK's special
1: status. We all know what happened last year, August 5, 2019. Everything changed. It was a huge decision, abrogating special status downgrading the state, bisecting it into two units, changing everything and running it directly from Delhi. And, you know, you know what happened afterwards, like every political leader of any sport base was arrested. Three former chief ministers were detained for months together. Communication blockade, you know, was going on for months together. So everything was closed down and forced silence. Because it was a huge decision, and on the ground, people were not happy with it, an overwhelming majority. This was, after one and a half years, this was the first move to actually see the mood of the ground. And this election process was actually aimed to somehow normalize the August 5 decisions of the government.
0: And apart from normalizing that decision, he says the second aim of the elections was to steer the conversation towards development, especially considering he says that the central government has been discouraging people to talk about what happened
1: after the August 5th decision last year. They wanted the entire focus shifted away from politics and it should go towards village development. So while as earlier what was happening, these two were interlinked and they are interlinked everywhere. But here the focus was being changed. That is why they had these DDC elections through a direct vote where people will participate in them and they will be exclusively for each district 1 DDC.
0: And Muzamnil says that the result of this election has shown that both these aims to normalize and shift the discourse to development have failed. And this, he says, is because the PAGD alliance that has won this election, had actually campaigned against the August 5th decision and had come together to restore JNK's special status. That was their main rallying cause
1: and that is why people seem to have voted for them. So in a way, you brought that issue to the center stage again and now politics has gone nowhere. So the shift has not happened. Nobody talked about development. There may be like some odd places where people actually talked and those people who actually were consistently saying that these DDC elections cannot do anything about the abrogation of special status or get you statehood or anything, they lost the election. There was a political party which had been floated after August 5, Apni Party, you must have heard about it, which had blessing of the central government. They didn't do well. They were telling people that, you know, let's only talk about development. So, in a way, because they did not do well, that is also a message. People did not buy that. So I think that the central government's two major objectives have not been achieved.
0: Earlier we had mentioned how all DDCs that PAGD won were in Kashmir and all the DDCs that BJP won were in Jammu. This, muzammil says, has once again shown us that JNK is sharply divided along religious
1: lines. and. The support for, for example, BJP and support for PAGD and other people who were fighting against BJP in these elections is on the same lines which we have seen on August 5. Those people who were in favor of abrogation application of Article 370, which was the main base of BJP in Jomo, which is primarily in the, the, the Hindu majority districts, they again voted for BJP. And those people who were against it, who were protesting, who were, you know, not happy, they have all voted for PAGD or other parties. So in a way, we have seen that fault line re-emerge. What
0: surprised Muzammil about the elections was something that had surprised Naveed as well, which
1: was the voter turnout. I didn't expect PAGD to be able to convince people to come out to vote, especially in Kashmir. There were several very important reasons for that also. First of all, most of them were not allowed to go out for campaigning. There was a lot of problems. And generally, people also do not believe that DDC election will get special status back. People know that, that that is not possible because, you know, it has a very limited scope. But I think people made a decision. People came out to send a message to the central government. And I was surprised that people came out to vote, though the voter percentage was not as high as it was in Jammu, especially the Hindu majority districts, but it was quite a good percentage. That was surprising.
0: But in the end, the question is, what will the representatives of the DDC really be able to achieve? The idea is that they will have the power to plan for whole districts and come up with five-year development plans. But Muzammal says that he's sceptical about what they will actually be able to get done.
1: Because these committees will have power, any power, which is mostly recommendary and monetary, inside the district. So if they have any authority even to implement any plan, will be only up to the district magistrate or the deputy commissioner of that particular district. For example, whatever happens, all the development policy, all the development planning, every project is sanctioned at a level much higher than that.
0: That way, he says that decision will have to depend on the larger bureaucratic structure, which isn't an elected one. But the other thing to note is that for a while now, there has been no link between the people and this bureaucracy. And Musamil says that the DDC representatives could be that link. So what
1: this government has done is that they have created a structure which is elected. These people may not have powers. These people may not sign files. These people may not be able to pass a resolution or make laws, but they're elected people nevertheless. So what would happen is that they will all be there. So they will be constantly raising these issues. No one can stop them from talking. So what I think is that they may not have political relevance, but they have political value. I'll give you an example. How there is some problem with some uh, decision of the government, and people are upset, or you know, police has done something somewhere. These people can come, for example, tomorrow, 50 of these people will come and sit outside the civil secretariat or the left and governance office or come to Delhi and like you know, demonstrate against the government decision. It will be listened to. And so he says there will be no silence
0: about what the people in the region have been struggling with and have been demanding from the central government. The results themselves, he says, are like a message to the
1: government of India that they need to pause, they need to halt, they need to relook their policy. If they are not ready to respect the voters' view, then there is no future. So they need to actually stop listen to the voices, and change the attack.
0: This, Muzamil says, is the unintended silver lining about the whole thing. He also says that the results are a message that despite the clampdown on them, the mainstream parties are not going away and can't be replaced
1: despite the efforts by the center. And it also has a message for PAGD constituents, like National Conference, PDP, PC, which are bigger parties, and also the, the left there that they were able to, despite so many odds, they were able to win this election because they actually came together. I think it's also a signal to them that if they have to survive, they will have to stay together. And the third thing, which I think is the message to those parties from people, is that you, know, you came to us again, even after August 5, 2019, After so many months of depression, after so much that has happened, people came out, people voted for these parties, hoping that they will be able to deliver and go and raise the issue and move forward on that. They will have to do something about it.
0: You are listening to Three Things by The Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and as always, was edited and mixed by our producer, Joshua Thomas. If you like this show, then you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it, share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at